Hi, everybody. I'm David Bell, and welcome to The Courier's first ever podcast. That's right. So hopefully you're enjoying this on your phone, on your tablet, or on your desktop. We promise not to go too long. The Courier podcast is brought to you by Horn Freedom Ford. Horn Freedom Ford, located at 2161 West Highway 70 in Thatcher, home of the price match guarantee. Their friendly staff's goal is to make your buying or leasing process an enjoyable experience. Horn Freedom Ford. My guest today is Stephanie, De- Stephanie Nabor. Stephanie Nabor is with SICUS, Southeastern Arizona U- Community Unique Services. I'm, I'm shuffling papers right now. Southeastern Arizona Community Unique Services. Now, I think everybody would probably say, what is that? But if I said Meals on Wheels, everybody would know exactly what that is. Is that fair to say? Yes, very fair. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about SICUS. What what does SICUS do? So um, we do provide in-home services to the elderly and disabled here in the community. Um, Mills also in Green Lake County. Um, besides the in-home services, we also do a lot of resources. We're kind of like the one-stop shop. Um, we get calls for several different things, and we don't like to tell people no. So we, we always find the answer to the best of our ability. We um, partner with a lot of different community members and agencies to um, get the job done and make sure we serve our seniors um, as we see fit. Now, when you say partners, are you talking about um, businesses or are you talking about other, because you're a nonprofit organization, correct? Yes. Are you talking about other nonprofit organizations or, or for-profit businesses that support SICUS? Both. It can be um, the thrift stores, Savings and DePaul, the church members, um, Methodist Church we work with sometimes, apartment managers to the complexes, Mount Graham Regional Medical Center, um, the Nursing Home Haven, we work with them as well. We've had for-profit businesses support us as well. Um, Usually if we put the request in, uh, they help us in any way possible. I, I want to say the one that comes to mind because it's so fresh is Tony's Kitchen. Yes. Because they just did the meals for Thanksgiving. How many years has, has Tony's been doing that? Eleven. Eleven years. That second voice you hear yes. is Seekus's director, <laughs> who happens to share a name with me, so she's trying not to be on my Royce Hunt Bell. Um, I do the backside of it, um, generally, um, and Royce keeps all the numbers. So, um, so you've got for profits that support the organization. You've got nonprofits that support each other because you guys help support them as well. Yes. And and I know that because I happen to be on the GCRC board, and uh, and usually Seekus comes up on how everybody works together because it's basically all caregivers. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, GCRC is really helpful to us. They, if we have a client that's, we've kind of helped get into an apartment and they're needing the furniture, maybe some clothes um, and household items, we just go to them and they never hesitate to to give. So now one thing both you and GCRC uh, are doing right now is focusing on the Arizona tax credit. Now, for those, for years, the tax credit was thought of as just for schools. I I can throw a couple of bucks down. It goes to my kid's school, um, extracurricular activities, you know, math uh, club or or basketball or band or something like that. Notice how sports did not go first. (laughs) 
when I used to do when I when uh, I did uh, the tax credit in my old community, my son got mad because I always donated to the sports program and he didn't play sports. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I explained to them that Daddy was a sports editor at the time, yes. and the tax credit was helping keep Daddy's job. Oh, there you go. That's so, the way to do it. <laughs> um, at, at his age, it wasn't Daddy anymore. Um, but it can go for anything. Nowadays, uh, people, I think it can even go into the classroom and the educational tax credit. But nonprofits can also participate in the tax credit, and it's totally separate, correct? That is correct. You could give to both. So now how does, well, I guess let's start with can any nonprofit, can you donate to any nonprofit and qualify for a tax credit? No. It has to be um, a char- it's a charitable tax credit, so they have to have their they have to be fi- qualified. Specifically, do I have to be on the mic? Can I get closer? We'll get you a little closer. Okay. So um, for this tax credit, they have to be a qualified charitable organization. It's a very specific designation for the state of Arizona. And you have to go through the state's Department of Revenue to get the qualification, correct? Yes. Um, so now what happens with the tax credit? Let's say I've got an extra $400 as an individual. Um, I want to make a donation. What do I do? So um, generally, I believe you would come to the agency of your choice, um, whichever qualified agency you chose, and you would give your $400 um, check is preferable. And then from there, they will give you a letter or send you a letter um, with all the information you need. Then you take it to your tax preparer, and um, it goes from there. So uh, this is what I found out. I, I did a little research. It's 400 for an individual, 800 for a couple filing jointly, correct? Yes. That's, that's the maximum you can donate in any given year. And it does not conflict with the education. So you can give to both. Yes. Um, I don't know anybody who, when they file their taxes, doesn't owe the state of Arizona. I've, I've never filed and not owed the state. Yeah, I get money back from the feds, but not from the state. So this is not a rebate or a refund. This lowers what you owe the state, correct? It's a little tricky. Um, I so, believe even if you don't owe money, if you give towards a charitable um, agency um, and you, it lowers your tax liability. liability. Right. Yes. So, so, so this is my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. So if, if I owe $500, I make a $400 donation to CECAS, 400 comes off my taxes, I only have to pay 100 Yes. If I owe 300 and I make a $400 donation to CECAS, the four hundred, uh, the three hundred comes off. I now have a hundred dollars left over. I can roll it to next year. Actually, I can. I believe I can roll it to five years. So they just changed the rule. You can only roll it for one year. Oh, they haven't. Then the Department of Revenue has not updated its website. Oh, I'll have to double check because I was researching that specific thing because I, when they increased to four hundred, because it used to be two hundred and four hundred, now it's four hundred and eight hundred. I will double check that. But your tax liability is not just what you owe at the end of the year when you do your tax return. So most of us have a tax liability that's determined by our income, the number of dependents we have, you know, your tax bracket. And let's say my liability for the year is $1,200. For most of us, we pay that in payments, right? 
the state the, takes it out of our payroll every paycheck we get they take a portion at the end of the year when we do our tax return we're basically settling up with the state so we've either paid enough just right and we don't owe them and they don't owe us or we've overpaid and they owe us or we haven't paid enough and we owe them so the tax credit comes off of your liability so even if you've paid enough out of all your paychecks all through the year and you're going to break even when you go to settle up to do your taxes if you've made a donation to a qualified charitable organization you're going to get that money back okay that i was not aware of that i thought it was just straight reduction no it's a tax it's a dollar for dollar tax credit that's what makes it so compelling um, to do it because you literally you say to the state i'm going to take my four hundred dollars and instead of giving it to you to decide how it should be used, I'm going to use it in my local community with this charity that I know, and I'm going to give where I live. So what is the deadline to make that donation? April 15th. Oh, so I can make it. it it's not the end of the year. It's not December 31st. No. So even though we're, we're doing the 2019 tax season, and when we file next year, even though it's 2020, we're filing our 2019 taxes, I can donate up until April 15th for 2019. Yes, you can. Oh, okay. So can I give to multiple organizations? So let's say my wife and I decide we're going to donate $800. Can we do 400 to CECAS and 400 to GCRC? Yes, that is an option for you. Um, what we see a lot of people do is they go and they do to their tax preparer, they do their taxes. It could be in February. And that gives them until April to be able to even, if they don't have the 400 or 800, they have to April 15th to be able to get that paid and get their letter to their tax preparer to actually file their taxes. Oh, okay. So so tax preparer comes in and says, wow, you guys really should make a charitable donation. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yes. Um, he can't, you've got a little bit of time then to do that. You can, as long as you don't file your taxes. Okay. Now, I know I'm going to throw you a curve on this one because I haven't even researched this. Is it possible to do a payroll deduction for this donation? I believe it is. Um, I know with the Tax Credit Coalition, um, that's something that they've mentioned. I don't know all the details. Do you know, Bruce? So even if you give, so let's say you're a Freeport employee and you're giving through your payroll deduction through the United Way campaign, as long as your donation is designated for a qualified charitable organization, it qualifies for the tax credit. So so if I'm participating in, say, City of Safford's United Way campaign, because yes. City of Safford does that, yes. uh, or Freeport, like you said, even though I'm donating to United Way because United, United Way directs that money no. to somewhere, it qualifies? So for the United Way campaigns, the employees can designate which charity they want their dollars to go to. So the United Way is just acting as an umbrella organization. So what happens is if I am an employee and I say I want to designate, I'm, gonna, I'm going to participate in the United Way campaign and I'm going to donate to CECAS. As long as I've designated a qualified charitable organization, then my donation qualifies. Now, if I say I want my donation to go to Little League, it doesn't qualify for the tax credit. So you have to designate your donation for a qualified charitable organization. Okay, so very specific. The best way to, to find out who is qualified is how? 
If you go on the website for the Arizona, what is it, you just said the ADOR. The Department of, Department of Revenue, Arizona Department of yeah, Revenue. The list is on there. We're dropping things, so it's okay. You can laugh. It's all right. We're dropping phones. We're dropping papers. We are causing problems. All right. Let me uh, let me give you guys a, a chance to collect all your stuff that's fallen all over. Okay. And tell you about uh, Horn Freedom Ford. Horn Freedom Ford. Now, when you want small town service coupled with big city selection. The place to go is Horn Freedom Ford. You visit their showroom, you take a test drive, and their knowledgeable sales staff is right there to make sure all your questions are answered, and they will make sure you get the right car, truck, or SUV of your dreams. So when you're ready to roll into your next great adventure, you want to go to Horn Freedom Ford. That's in Thatcher. I, I don't even want to say this, but I'm going to. I want to say this, but don't tell uh, our son. I'm a Ford guy. <laughs> He's not. He 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 does not. He likes the other big American yeah. uh, auto manufacturer. But I'm going to tell you right now: best car I ever owned was an '88 Taurus wagon. It was there was not a problem with that car. The only reason I got rid of it is I had a second kid, and I upgraded to an Aerostar minivan. Oh. <laughs> so um, I, I am a Ford guy. I've I've never had a problem with a Ford. We've had expeditions. We had an expedition. But we got rid of that because my mom moved in with us after she oh. had her heart surgery. And she just couldn't get up into it. Yes. So I had to go to a Windstar minivan then so she could get in. But we had uh, an Escape. Uh, I had a Mustang at one point. Mustang. And I got rid of the Mustang <laughs> because my mom moved in. And you know what you can't do? You can't put um, uh, an electric uh, wheelchair. Yeah, scooter. You can't put that in a, in a Mustang, surprisingly. Wow. <laughs> So, yes, I'm a Ford guy. I, you know, when I'm ready to get my next one, I'm going, don't tell Jordan, I'm going to Horn. Going to Horn. So, uh, thank you for the tax credit. We, I, I appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about the services that, that Seekist does provide. So, if anybody's thinking about who to donate to, tell me about Meals on Wheels. Because everybody knows the term, but what exactly is Meals on Wheels? Um, I always call it, it's basically, uh, they get a meal, they get a nutritious meal that's certified, the menus are certifi certified and passed a nutritionist. Uh, I also always call it like, and I, we put an eye on the client every day, so it's also a welfare check. Um, we come, deliver the meal, and the volunteers really get um, involved with the the participants and they get to know them and they know their routine and so it's just a safety check and also they get a nice hot meal and it might be the only meal they get uh, that day just different circumstances financials now these are seniors who are living on their own maybe can't get out yes so 90, homebound Is yes that a fair they way are to say homebound it? yes um don't drive have little family little to no support frail have a nutri are at nutritional risk as well we've had several that have really um improved from being on meals on wheels i i know we as adults tend to neglect our nutrition uh, i don't need lunch i'll i'll catch up at dinner uh i know <laughs> trust me we're both the same way we don't <laughs> we get we get home at six o'clock at night and sitting there going boy am i really hungry why you didn't eat all day both of us so um 
but seniors are kind of the same way as, oh, it's no big deal. Uh, I'll just, because I mean, we've, we've all been those adults. We've had other things to do. So um, it really is important that they get a nutritious meal. It is. Um, it improves the quality of life. Um, they're more, they're able to do more for themselves. They're more alert, aware. And some of them, they, it might be just an issue of not being able to stand there to prepare a meal. So they eat. They'll want to put a TV dinner in, eat something um, real quick, then get off the counter, cookies and stuff that's probably not good for them. So this, at least they get one good meal. Some of them make it too. Um, now, and that's just because as we age, we don't necessarily eat as much as we used to. Is that a, I mean, it, some of no, us? Yes, some of them, yes. Um, a lot of them don't might not know where their next meal is going to come. So they're, gonna, they're trying to stretch it. Um, the best they can. Okay. Now, does the meal come prepared? Do you get these meals from somewhere? No, they are cooked. Actually, Sharon gets there super early um, and prepare, and with her volunteers, she has some staff and some volunteers that come and they cook everything fresh daily. And we tend to eat there quite often. It's pretty good. But yes, they, they're cooked daily, fresh, ready to eat when they get to the door of the clients. And now, what about seniors who, because you guys operate the senior center too, correct? Yes. Okay. So is uh, there's meals there as well, right? Yes, there is. a. It, it, we call it congregate. So, and congress to come together and eat. So, yes, we do serve meals there uh, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 1215, I believe. And it's the same thing you eat there in-house. It's the same thing that's given to the, the seniors that are homebound. So, so there's two options for seniors. Seniors who can get out and, and want to gather. And we know that's just as important yes. to to mental and physical health is is physical interaction. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that one of the best ways to kind of hold off Alzheimer's? You can't stop Alzheimer's, but you can kind of slow its progression by mental stimulus. Absolutely. Yes, so, you always so, want to stay as active as you can, especially the mind. So say crossword puzzles. But talking to people. people. Yes. It's music, um, and they do all kinds of different activities down there, and I think it is beneficial. Yeah, and that was the next thing, is it's not just meals at the Senior Center, correct? That's correct. They do, um, I believe they do crafts Tuesdays, um, but they have crafts, yoga, Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Um, they do bingo. Uh, um, I'm trying to think what else. Special, just different special There's activity. different things that they do there, but it's a different craft every time, and I believe it's free of charge. They, I mean, donations, of course, but free of charge to anybody that wants to come and participate in those activities. And, like, Friday is a Christmas party, right? Yeah, so Friday the 20th is going to be the Christmas potluck. So you can come on down, bring a dish. I believe bring a white elephant yes. um, gift to exchange because it's going to be kind of a, a big shindig over there. What's the age for Senior Center and services? Is there an age or is it based on uh, capacity? It's both. I would, yeah, both, but generally 60 or older. We do have youngers that come um, and hang out there and participate in the activities, but generally it is 60 or older. All right, good to know I'm not there yet. Now for services, there are specific requirements. Yes, for services, there, there's, you can be... I mean, disabled, and but there's physical requirements. So there's things, every service is different, but there are certain requirements you have to have in order to meet the program. It's not just off your financial um, or your income. It's not, 
it really generally doesn't have nothing to do with that. Um, it's more of physical need and what you're unable to do. So I'm looking at some paperwork that you guys provided. Thirty, almost thirty-one thousand meals last year. Is this for what? Twenty eighteen. 18, 19, 30, almost 31,000, 30,671 meals, 4,125 hours of housekeeping. You guys do housekeeping too? We do do some housekeeping. We do also a service of attendant care, and it's kind of a little bit of everything. That would be the personal care? That's the... So the personal care, yes, and it also can include um, housekeeping, meal preparation, uh, laundry, shopping, um, and it's kind of all the service wrapped into one. So we have a lot of clients that are really needy and uh, attendant care can be something they get on a daily basis, okay. depending on the need. You're not offering maid service. This is for somebody who physically yeah. just can't, you know, run a vacuum. That is anymore. correct. Okay. They have to be unable to do um, things for themselves independently. Because right. I'm not 60 yet, but if you guys are running <laughs> maid service... I might, I might jump on that. I'd be that. sending them to my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, this is for those that, that truly can't. Yes, yeah. yes. There is a whole criteria that goes along with the program, um, and it's a pretty in-depth assessment, I believe. How many um, I'm going to say at least 50, but it usually takes about an hour to do the assessment um, in the home because we really want to get to know the clients and see what we may be able to help them with that they might not realize that they need help with. So I want to ask one last question because we're, we're getting right to the end here. Um, you guys, it's not just Safford that you serve, correct? Correct. We also serve the home deliver mills in Greenlee County, and we have a senior center that does the congregate mills there as well. Um, and I believe it's the same time as here in Graham County. Yes. Okay, so there's there's the, the senior center in Clifton, is there one in Duncan? Yeah. Yes. I know there was work being done on one, but I don't know if it, it had finished. It's in transition still. It's still, it's still not quite there yet? Yeah. Okay. The but there right. will be a senior center open. So the property in Duncan is unique in that it is more of a community center. And so the site in Clifton belongs to Seekus. It's our site, so we run that site. Um, and Graham County, the county is really generous um, and allowing us to live in that space, but we run all of our programming. And Duncan, it's a community center, and we really are only there for the congregate. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's more of a community center. So there are a lot of other programs and um, projects that ha happen in that space, but we do serve congregate there, and oh. we will. Okay. So, that. but there there are services available in Duncan. Yes. Okay, and and as you said, meals go throughout both counties. Yes. Well, because everybody always says it's only about Safford, because yeah. Safford's the biggest city in the two counties, so uh, everybody who lives anywhere other than Safford says it's all about Safford, and I just... No, no, we do do cover Greenlee County for the home delivery mails and okay. all congregate. Of County too. All of now, do you guys go to the res or not? No. No, okay, so it stops at Bylas? So our services, it depends on the service. We, um, the reservation actually has its own programming right because they're, they're right they're 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 under federal programs and and well, under the department of the interior so each region has their own network of providers under the area agency on aging and so we just don't cover that portion of our region ours is strictly Graham and this side of, of i mean this side of Graham and greenlee counties um 
And so for us, the furthest we go out is, the furthest west is... Fort Thomas? No, right, really central is the furthest that we go out. Um, because we have to cover costs for mileage. And I'll be honest, the program simply cannot afford to spend, you know, $12 to send somebody out that far. And so we do have limitations on who we can serve. Um, there are logistical limitations. And because we have to be fiscally responsible and serve as many people as we can. Um, so the furthest we go out west is Central. We're about 10 miles past the trail. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Um, going south, we do go across the river, um, out to San Jose and Solomon, um, going east. And so it's a pretty big, geographically, it's a pretty large yes. area. Of course, if everybody donated 400 or 800, that could change. So that's the key, is to get literally everybody donating. Yes. If the more revenue have we have, the more services we can provide. Um, the reality for any nonprofit is that we're only able to do... People have this um, perception that because we're a nonprofit, that we should be able to just do because there's a need. But the reality is we still are paying staff. We still have to purchase, you know... Um, goods and services to be able to deliver to our clients. Uh, we still have expenses that we have to cover in order to be able to deliver services. So the more support that we receive, the more services we're able to provide to our community seniors. Gas ain't cheap. Nope. <laughs> it just, it, it's, it's reality, you know. Yes. So yeah. I want to thank my guest, Stephanie Nabor, and uh, my, my side guest, Royce Hunt Bell, who slid in. Uh, from SICA, Southeastern Arizona Community Unique Services. And it is tax credit season, so this is the opportunity. If you've got a couple extra bucks laying around, this is the time to donate. Uh, in the Courier on Saturdays, in the Copper Era on Wednesdays, we are featuring a story a week on one of those organizations involved. And just really quickly, specifically for the project for the Graham Greeling Tax Credit Coalition, if you are unsure or you want to make sure that your donation is going to a qualified charitable organization, you can log on to GrahamGreenleyTCC.com. That's GrahamGreenleyTCC.com. You can make your donation to any of the charities listed on that website to ensure that your donation will qualify um, for that tax credit. All right. And there are two, four, six, seven and an eighth yeah uh that, oh they're they're kind of running the show there yeah. got it so there's seven um boys and girls club of the gila valley tooth buds canyonlands uh mount graham safe house our neighbors farm and pantry gcrc and of course Seekus. so i want to thank my guests thank you so much for appearing and remind everybody that today's podcast was brought to you by horn freedom ford stop by visit their great sales team where you always get personalized service. Thank you, Horn Freedom Ford, and thank you all. Uh, we will upload this, uh, I think we're going to go Tuesday. So you'll start be able to start hearing this on Tuesday, and we'll have podcasts uploaded on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Bell.